Welcome to the 100th episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, feeling some deja vu, Noel Wood, codename Frogs in Winter, apparently tonight. Crapshoot! <laughs> and I'm your Cobra intern that's jumping back to the middle and round again with 100 episodes of pure Audible Interlude love. So this is our, while it's officially our 100th episode uh, in the first season of Audible, Audible Interlude, the only season of Audible Interlude that ever will be, we've got more than 100 episodes in the can. We've done bonus episodes, we've done interviews, we've done specials live at different conventions. So we've got more than 100, but this is officially, sequentially, number 100 uh, that we started about a minute before you guys saw it <laughs> and because i'm still getting used to Streamyard and having to it's like ways anybody here use ways do you guys use yeah. ways yeah, isn't it very frustrating how when you choose where you want to go you choose your destination and then you have to hit again to go it's very frustrating <laughs> Streamyard is very similar because you have to hit go live and then it says are you sure? And you have to hit go live again, which is why we, uh, the three of us chatted amongst ourselves for a minute. Well, so that's what I'm wondering. Do we now have swivel arms because we're episode 100.5? Oh. oh, wow. I don't know. My, my arm mobility has, I got to say, after 47 years, after 47 <laughs> years, I don't feel like my mobility is improving. I'm not upgrading in the way that the uh, Joe line did over the years, not personally. Uh, all right, so we've got some 100th episode stuff tonight. You know, you'd think, oh, maybe there'll be a little bit of spooky because it's the night before Halloween, but we had not originally planned to even do a live stream. And you guys, I think we're spoiling the Audible Army because is this four live streams in a row? Yeah. It's Not just days of live streaming. It's just how things have worked out because what happened is, you know, to be honest, full disclosure, I thought 1027 was going to be a little more significant than it actually was. So I asked the guys, I was like, hey, should we just do a live stream Monday? Because we were going to record our segments episode tonight. Uh, I was like, should we just make it a live stream so we can cover the 1027 news? And then the 1027 news, we've got a couple things to talk about, but it wasn't as significant as I expected. Uh, so Mandalorian Jedi is not here with us live, but that's okay. Uh, they will be contributing later in the show, whether we like it or not. Uh, Toy Reclaimer, <laughs> welcome to the party, pal. Uh, we're going to have to recast Die Hard as, uh, with G.I. Joe, although I got to say, maybe just Chuckles in the, in the role of Bruce Willis. In a G.I. Joe diehard. Uh Alan Who Rickman. Is Hans Gruber, though. I think we have cast Alan Rickman as Cobra Commander before. I mean I think we've had that conversation. What would have worked in another world? Toy Reclaimer says first season was the best. I'm gonna have to agree with you. We'll we'll never get back to that one. <laughs> uh Payne's Toy Samples. Hey all Yorktown Joe, what's up? Oh no. I feel like now somebody is gonna perform a diving headbutt to my tender bits after seeing a was <laughs> up out there a little ref wrestling reference for everybody uh so we got a couple of things to talk about we got a lot of things to talk about actually i did way more research than is absolutely necessary for this episode because i went back through i didn't go back and listen to episodes but i went back through the notes 
of every single older episode. Oh, we got a Hans Gruber in the audience. New York night, uh, 1974, Gutenberg Morgan. <laughs> We're getting Grubered people. Uh, so I went back through all of the notes to bring up some bits and pieces of information about past episodes, uh, and we're going to discuss some of our favorite stuff from those episodes. Uh, we also asked for that from Sound Off, which if you're following Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram, every Monday when we're doing a live stream, we put up a post that says Sound Off, and we ask for your input. Also on Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. You can go click on the link and get yourselves some Audible Interlude t-shirts that are on sale right now. Well, you can't get the one Christian. You can't wearing, get mine. But it is like, Halloween-y. Nice orange and black going on. Uh, mine is in tribute to somebody who, uh, October 31st, that is his date of birth. He got to the party, you know, and he did the Smurf. Uh, these shirts are available now, and they're on sale till midnight. $16, uh, the base price. And there's all kinds of different, you can get all kinds of sizes, colors, different merchandise, phone cases and coasters and all kinds of other stuff with audible interlude logos on them. So go check that out. Audible interlude podcast on Instagram and also check out our partner slick alicious who designed this incredible beastie boys tribute shirt. Uh, check out shop slick alicious on Instagram while you're there. Whoo. We are live on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Lots of review, reviews all the time, including going up tomorrow. Got chuckles right here. Uh, the review happens tomorrow. That would and, be Philip Chuckles Provost. But any anybody who's watching now will get a little sneak preview of that. We're, we're going to do a little three-way review. Because I believe we all received our chuckles. And we have some thoughts. So I'll start by saying the figure itself, just the figure, is, I think, beautiful. Tremendously successful. Uh, the shirt looks incredible. I love the portrait. Uh, I am a little tired of the loosey-goosey pieces that are on these figures. It's a little frustrating to me to move a figure, and every time you touch it, this piece goes off in some random direction. How do you guys feel about his shoulder holster or that kind of stuff in general? Molded on. I don't care. I'm not going to ever take the thing off. <laughs> I was actually contemplating taking it off because it's so loose. On yeah. Because, I mean, that was yeah. like one of the first things you lost as a kid. Yeah, every time. I mean, I actually forgot as a kid that he had one because I think I lost mine within, you know, the first couple of weeks of having it. Oh, wow. See, that was that shoulder holster. I don't know if, if, if you remember growing up in the eighties, like when you discovered that shoulder holsters were a thing, that was awesome. And the fact that he had like, that was one of the big selling points of chuckles being a cool figure to me was that he had that shoulder holster. And of course the, the Magnum PI esque shirt but it only well. worked as an undercover agent in Florida and Texas. That's well, true. <laughs> otherwise, I mean, it's got to be under the shirt. If if we're being honest, the original Chuckles figure doesn't work as an undercover agent <laughs> very well at all under any circumstances. But but it's fine. And that's uh, 
We got Ritz Murphy is in the house. What's up? KB Jodographs is here. Um, Payne's toy samples just use a little glue to keep it in place. And that's what I think I'm going to do. I had to track down rubber cement for something a year or so ago. Now it may all be dried up now, but rubber cement is harder to buy than it used to be. But just a little dab of rubber cement, like under each strap on the shoulders, I might do that because it's not permanent, but it will hold it in place. But here's what I think the real issue is. It's not so much that it's a separate piece. It's that it's it's too stiff of a plastic, and it doesn't hold snug to the body. Some of these overlay pieces are like a very soft plastic, and they're really snug, and they work really well. This one is a little more rigid plastic, and it just doesn't, it doesn't want to sit. Like, this is more rigid than some of the weapons that I've got. So I think I think that's part of the issue as well, is if this was a softer plastic and they had really made it snug to the body, I think it would be better. I know how much we hate to compare <clears throat> what Hasbro does to what Mattel does, but... Yeah, we never, ever do that. No, not <laughs> at a, all. It's, yeah. But with the the masterverse line and probably even origins you could have put a connector right here made it a smaller piece and snapped it so that it could fit tight because masterverse figures their plastic yeah. is not all that flexible <clears throat> but because it like i said it all pops on and off they can make it skin tight uh-oh no lost no we lost we lost frogs in winter that's okay we can continue on um and then some of the accessories are did you try putting the handcuffs on yours no there is what exactly one position where the are the handcuffs work on the arms and it's kind of out in front of them and you can't do anything other than that because the links are so short between the cuffs that that's it it's literally just that one position with no when i was at looking all. at them i thought i don't think they intended for these to actually be used as handcuffs that they want you to use the broken ones because yeah there wasn't enough of a chain link between the two no, of them. It, it can be done but it requires mm. a lot of finagling and i really wish i mean you guys know we've talked about it time and time again uh if if there should be links i am annoyed if there aren't links just just like i also received my deadpool and hydra bob with uh some nunchucks with big ugly plastic solid link I just hate it. His, uh, I, uh, did you guys try putting the glasses and the headphones? Yeah, the glasses I, work okay. The headphones they, work okay. They, they pop off. Like oh. I wish, the, I wish the glasses would sit on top of his head because I don't want to cover his eyes. But I've got him doing the David Caruso, where he's you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I yeah, and, and that's I a must good have just argument. gotten a, a bad set because my glasses do not fit on him at all. They, they okay, look awkward dude. on his face. They don't really fit right on the face, I don't think. They don't look as good. At Sergeant Slaughter's look great, and they yeah. can't seem to achieve that again. And I wonder if it's because he didn't have hair 
but mm. Buzz, Buzzer and Chuckles both have hair. But did you did you see kind of the trick I pointed out with Buzzer, where you have to put the arms behind his ears and then kind of push forward? Well, and they, mine, they almost notch into place a little bit. Mine, and I curious listeners and you guys, if yours are like this, one side is plain, but the other side has like a notch of plastic, like a rectangular piece of plastic really? along the the piece. And that's what's stopping it from, from fitting on his head. So huh. my glasses do this. Oh, and yeah, while we're same thing like you can tell it's kind of molded to fit behind the ear but yeah it, it kind of stay it just it just bows out and if you if you push in and forward against his ears they they stay i'm not saying so it looks great no but they do see it while, while we're complaining about an otherwise pretty good <laughs> figure the handle on this briefcase is way too small and yes. the fact that the latches and all the hardware are not painted is lame Oh, that didn't bother me, but oh, really? not, not giving him an actual, like, fist-holding hand so he can carry it. Well, yeah, that would, have, that would have solved the problem, too, because his trigger yeah. finger doesn't fit into this handle. No. Yeah. But at least, like, most of his accessories will fit in there, aside from his yep. extra head and his leg. I've got his, I even got his fists in there. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. If you put it, if you slide everything to one side, the fists will fit in there too. And oh my gosh! Just fine. That's um, how intent. Like Chuckles is a full <laughs> method. He walks around <laughs> with extra hands. That's not working in for his me. briefcase. I'll have, to, I'll have to rearrange that. Uh, and then he the leg like it's going to have clearance, but there's a lot of clearance on the top. It's kind of deceptive. In hmm. in the. Uh, Oh, like I said, overall, I really dig this figure, and I'm happy to have it. But the lay is also a problem. It sits too high. It doesn't fit him right. They should have just made it bigger, yeah. and they should have made it softer plastic. Yeah, why is the lay more rigid than half the weapons in the Classified Series line? <laughs> this is supposed to be a, a necklace made of flowers, but it's rigid enough to where it could, like, support a tank. Compared to all the little droopy, rubbery guns we've been getting lately. So, and, and that's what, that's what I wanted to talk about when, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we went live was it seems that the classified line has gotten a little too big for singular oversight and that things are slipping by and they're not huge deals, but there are little things that I feel like earlier in the line wouldn't have gotten past here. Here's another thing that drives me nuts. And it's the same thing that was on tripwire <laughs> is this cut joint at the, at the bicep. That is horrible. That was like, the first thing I thought of when I opened him, I was like, Oh, Oh, Dave is going to have this, <laughs> uh, it's a moment. so bad. And it should just, it should just swivel only where the shirt meets the right. arm and it should, well, like they did with like they did with uh what bazooka i think yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah it doesn't make any sense for it to to swivel there and we're seeing little things <laughs> okay wait we've got some good stuff in here 
Uh, Ritz Murphy, it's a chuckles party up in here. It is indeed. Todd Bratchard, you interlude. Uh, Renegade Biker. I thought that said Renegade Baker at first. I was like, oh my gosh, is he making Ooh. some kind of black market pretzels out there? Renegade Biker 24. Hey there, panel and chat. Rachel, what is up? Rachel, it's the throwing death lay. You're right. <laughs> so th- this th- chuckles, this is like uh, odd jobs hat. Chuckles takes this incredibly rigid, deadly layoff and throws it and uh, incapacitates Cobra Troopers with it. That makes sense. It's like it's also it can be like a garrote, like he just yeah chokes mm-hmm. him with it. Uh, Yorktown Joe, I like Chuckles, but the accessories are a bit rough on mine, like the Transformers style Walkman, but could have maybe been a snow job price point figure. Uh, I love the Transformers style Walkman. I I wish the headset was connected to it like they did the star lord figures in marvel legends i i would have preferred that um but head, still it's fine phones don't stay on him they're oh, really? super loose hmm. so yeah maybe, mine mine just didn't sit right i i tried it one time and then well and that's the thing is back. i'm not and and really the bottom line is most of these accessories I'm not going to use, I'm not going to display on him. I might put the headphones around his neck uh, because they'll probably fit better than the lay. But uh, most of this stuff is going in a baggie and going in the drawer. So it's not a big deal. Overall, like I said, I'm happy with the figure. It looks great. And then the beat up, I, the beat up portrait is awesome too. I love how well the, I mean, the shirt pops. I'm glad they didn't go with something muted. Yeah, uh, they really went with some bright colors, and the the detail on the little flower is really nice. But I do think you're onto something. As far as is the line growing so fast that, yeah, just these little things get through because when you think about it, for most of this year, it it's like we have a. Uh, uh, wave then we have a really awesome wave and then we have a wave that's good maybe a few problems here or there it just seems to like you know constantly alternate as opposed to every single wave is just knocking it out of the park well and this this line used to be really the high water mark of mass market retail as far as aesthetics, functionality, accessories. Now, oh, there have been complaints about like the colors of accessories and what the accessories were, but as far as their functionality and how they interacted with the figures, it's always been top notch. And now some of that is kind of going away. And I think it's just because so many releases coming out with so much more frequency that they just can't keep up with the quality like they used to um okay you know what while while i'm on a bit of a rant here if if you fellas will allow me will everybody allow me for a moment oh i want to get a good old good old day yeah i i'm i'm about over it guys so just give me a minute here give me hang on All right. Nobody asked for this is the dumbest, most disingenuous argument I've ever heard about anything ever. Who asked for Star Wars in 1977? 
Who asked for Ghostbusters in 1984? Who asked for Hasbro to bring G.I. Joe back as three and three quarter inch figures in 1982? It's the dumbest thing you can say about anything that gets released. If nobody asked for it is the best argument that you can come up with against something. You should go back to arguing school and ask for an oatmeal cookie and some apple juice, you loser. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Uh, I, I was just that, was I that was in regard in... to the Super Seven uh, mothership because that's I've seen that comment quite a few times. I've seen it quite a few times about everything, literally everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Toy Reclaimer said, "Who asked for this rant? Nobody Yay. asked for this rant." You know what? Toy Reclaimer, the algorithm has asked for that rant. I have. <laughs> I have seen that comment on everything from movies to TV shows to toys. I've and and I just it I've seen it pop up a couple of times recently in specifically yes in regards to the GI Joe line but not just the mothership. And it's just such a stupid ignorant thing to say because if we only got things that people asked for then we would only ever get like sequels and remakes and like it's, oh, it's just stupid. But people say that about those as well. <laughs> so I, I just don't get it. I don't understand even publicly saying that. But I also recognize that it's a troll comment and it's looking to get the reaction that I just gave it. So you win, trolls. You win. Well played. <laughs> With all of that out of the way. uh you guys want to talk about some news? News, 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 news. Let's do it. I'm going to change the banners. Look at that. All right. Pulse is having a Halloween sale. I had not, but it's been going on for a while. I didn't bother to look at it because I assumed it was all just like role playing stuff or it things is. I wouldn't be interested it in. Is. And yeah. that's exactly what it is. But it's 20% off. Uh, I don't believe there's anything G.I. Joe on the list at all, but there is a lot of stuff on there that's pretty cool, and 20% is a pretty decent discount for Pulse. So I believe it runs through tomorrow. If you haven't looked at it, go look at it. Some pretty decent prices. Uh, also, I, if there's anybody out there that hasn't gotten the Viper 3-pack yet and uh, wants it, Big Bad has it as part of their Halloween sale, which I think ends tonight as well. And it's Noel and the saga of the Vipers. It's been <laughs> popping up at uh, Ross for, is it $15? What? Ridiculous like that? No way. Really? It wasn't, it wasn't quite that low, but it's been popping up at Ross for like super cheap. Oh my gosh. I mean, wow. look, if I found that thing for... So Actually, price... I think it was like forty five. That's what it was. It was forty five. I think. I mean, even that price. fifteen bucks a piece for yeah, those, yeah. plus all those blast effects that I know Noel loves so much. Um, I, yeah, if I found that thing in person for forty five, I wouldn't be able to not buy it. Even yeah, though I I'd don't have to buy a second one. Well, I I just bought today. Um, even though I wasn't interested in the Python, well, really, most of the Python uh, figures with the exception of the officer, the second officer, the one that was the officer before, the one that's mainly black, uh, the the Python Patrol Crimson Guard was up on the bullseye deal kind of off and on along with the Crimson Bats. And I got one. I was like, 
I'm gonna if it's coming up for $13.99 after I watch it and they give me 20% off, then boom, I'm gonna buy it, even though it's not something that I really was interested in the first place. But yeah, you can't pass up deals like that. Oh, I missed this one up here. This is interesting. I haven't seen this take before. In my head, Chuckles is Ace Ventura for the Joes. So KB Jodographs and Ritz Murphy are actually acknowledging what I said. 15 bucks for the three pack at Ross. Fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Whoa. Oh Kevin my Riddle gosh. Got the Duke with the Ram for ten. Yeah, I saw the that's Duke worth the Ram. it for the Ram. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Riddle, I got the Duke with Ram for ten. Uh, yeah, Ross, well, Ross is a tough proposition because over the years I've seen so many different things posted. Like, found this at Ross. I've never found anything at Ross that I've seen posted online. And I don't know if it's Atlanta or what the deal is, but that that's I I no longer let myself get excited about like TJ Maxx, Ross, Ollie's, any of that, because I know hey, it's just so, like New York night nineteen seventy four. Saw a video tonight and the price on the box was fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's I mean it's timing. You gotta be right. I still going back to like seventeen, eighteen years ago. Um, actually, it may not have been quite that far, that long ago, but um, when the Lego Batman stuff was originally being produced, um, yes, I walked into a Marshall. Actually, no, it was a Tuesday morning store, and they Ooh, had yeah, Tuesday morning used to be a spot stack of the Arkham Asylum sets for ten bucks a piece. It was normally like a seventy or eighty dollars set, so I bought like two of them. And I should have bought all of them because within a year right. that thing was selling for three hundred dollars on eBay. And that's what people are probably doing, like around, especially around here, because I know yeah. we're heavy with Joe collectors and with scalpers. So the first person to find that stuff is buying all of it. Yeah, well, especially like the Crimson Guard and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact that I'm never going to see a Crimson Guard for no. five dollars at a. Because somebody's going to buy every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, Will R. Ross and Ollie's. I'd have better luck finding a child world. <laughs> Listen, I, I only recently found out that Child World and Children's Palace were the same thing because we had Children's Palace, and when I we didn't have Toys R Us, so when I have mentioned Children's Palace before, people look at me like you're high and i'm like no no so now that i've learned that 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 they just changed the name depending on the region but it's out there it is so you rock with out there. uh okay so my agent helix was supposed to arrive today from big bad toy store but uh fedex didn't quite make it kind of like what happened last week with my monster blaster apc more on that later uh but it's fine because i don't need any more reviews this week anyway uh updates super seven ultimates wave three are now listed for december shipping which means if that follows along with how things have been going Big Bad should actually be getting those any day now because apparently, if you remember, Brian Flynn had said, oh, well, other retailers getting things before us is going to end at some point. But that point does not seem to be now because I got, oh, what did I even get? Some, something recently, 
uh, came from Big Bad uh, several weeks before Super 7 started shipping it. Oh, uh, the the newest wave of Ninja Turtles. Uh, Space Cadet Raphael, Genghis Frog, and the other two. Big Bad got them a good bit before Super 7 started shipping them. So that whole thing has not been resolved quite yet. Uh, Ultimates Wave 4, currently listed for March which I'm going to be honest with you, I'm okay with them being put off because there is so much stuff coming out before the end of the year. Uh, anything that gets delayed at this point, I'm just like, cool. <laughs> it's a blessing. Yeah, for real. Uh, well, Rich, then Christian Rich Murphy, found some, uh, or you, was it your brother? Somebody oh, yeah. found the yep. Ultimates at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, had... that's right. Tell Well, real quick, Ritz Murphy says a guy bought 20 Crimson Guards an hour before I got to my Ollie's. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it's I hope be. he gets irritable bowel syndrome. If I walked into an Ollie's and I saw 20 Crimson Guards, and I know I could walk out of there for 100 bucks plus tax, I'd be tempted to do it. Well, <laughs> right, and that, pass that up. with prices like that, it's like, it may just be collectors just like, well, cool. I'll have 20 of this yeah, like I, that. I, can I can't get super mad about <laughs> Will are <laughs> that guy's name was manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Christian, anyway, yeah, you, my, you had a my Walmart brother discovery. that lives up in Indiana sent me a photo. He was at his local Walmart and they had the San Diego ultimate bat they had the regular bat and they had snake eyes all at you know the 55 dollars regular price no walmart markdown or anything but i've not seen any chatter online about the ultimates showing up in walmart so well, it's our... seeing a, a san diego comic-con exclusive one like that right one, that reeks of like someone returning something to walmart but it would have to exist in, in their Walmart system. system for you to return it. Because Not as Walmart, a third Walmart party. sometimes won't even take their own items back. So yeah. I don't this is, well and I have seen it in a couple that, of spots well, online. It's possible it's possible that Walmart that somebody had a listing for it online through Walmart site because Walmart sells a bunch of third party uh, merchandise on Hang their on, site. hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh because Toy Reclaimer has just pointed this out and I remember seeing this now. Brian Flynn has said Walmart is carrying that stuff now. Oh. Uh, I totally on, missed that somehow. On Including the Full the Force podcast. Wow. Like cool. I, I get oh, I can go. get I can see the regular release stuff like the regular bat and the snake eyes showing up, but the Comic Con exclusive one is the one that just really blew my mind. But yeah. I've seen Walmart get other conventions exclusive Funko Pops. I, I, that could just be they're trying to clear out stock. I, I think yeah. that's exactly what it is. Uh, the Dude, 13. I seen Blue Bat and Blue Snake Eyes today in my Walmart. So there you go. Uh, all right, uh, I just wanted to mention this. Pixel Dan posted pictures of Star Brigade Cobra Commander, and now I really want a Star Brigade Cobra Commander. <laughs> that right. figure is awesome. All right, are you guys ready to talk about 1027? I feel like we've got three and a half extra minutes here we can use. <laughs> you want to go for it? Let's, Let's do go it. For it. Uh, okay, so oh, let me take my uh, let me take our branding down for the moment. So we can see our nice slides here. 
Uh, well, and the funny thing is we could probably actually spend an hour talking about the vamp because this thing looks awesome. Unbelievable. I mean, a bargain at that price. I agree. A hundred bucks for this. Are you kidding me? Um, they did the full unboxing, which normally I would not watch an unboxing because I like to have my own thoughts for my own unboxings. I have not watched the Hiss unboxing. Did either of you guys watch it? Yeah. Uh, watched the first few minutes of it, but uh, I was working, so I never got around to finishing it. I just want to have my... I don't... Um, I want to have my own unboxing experience. So I, I generally won't watch those, but I did watch this one just because I wanted... You know, I wanted 1027 to be a thing. And they were very clear that it was pre-recorded because they're all in London for MCM. And it was either pre-record and show what they showed for this or just not do anything. So I'm I'm happy that we got what we got. It didn't stop them from re- referring to it as a live stream that was going to go live <laughs> at 3, but yeah, like forward at 220. No. And it had but already it, been online for an hour at that point, so it's recorded live, <laughs> so they're not lying. Oh, and you know what? Before we get to the vamp, we have to talk about guys some name reveals, including one of our one of Audible Interludes most wanted classified figures. Right? Raptor is on the way. We he has come up so many times. We have discussed so many possibilities for how he could be executed. Um, I'm very excited to see what they end up doing. If you if you remember, if you go back into the archives, one of the suggestions that we came up with was he would have a soft goods set of wings slash cape, just like the original, but also uh, something similar to the vulture from the Spider-Man movies and an actual. Yeah. Like flying apparatus. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, you I'm I'm willing to, you know, bet and sorry my voice is going out tonight. I'm willing to bet that he's gonna be a deluxe figure. Oh, I he's gotta be. For sure. I feel like he yeah. has to be. Yeah. Uh and then also name revealed, and, and a lot of people are gonna be very excited about this because they've been dying for him. Iron Grenadiers. Which that's the first time we've had an IG in the line. Unless you count Metalhead. Metalhead. But Metalhead is, is a Cobra in this case. Yep. A Cobra who listens to the Dreadnoughts music. So That's he's right. nowhere near the Iron Grenadiers. So yeah, I'll be I'm I'm stoked about both of these name reveals. Look, I'm I mean, let's be honest. I think all of us get pretty stoked about anything because it's exciting to think about how something's gonna be adapted and classified. It's exciting to know that the line a year from now, because we're going back over our history, name reveals are usually about a year out. Um, so that's what we've got to look forward to a year from now. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, all right. So moving on to the vamp, some of this great photography, man, look at, look at those big giant wheels. With rubber tires. With rubber tire. I mean, ha- at this scale, it has to be. Yeah. Uh, clutch, looking cool. I like. Yeah. The continuation of the tattoo theme, and and to me, they're. Pre- I know not everybody likes the tattoos, and that's fine. Uh, 
but to me, it's nice to see it as kind of an extension of what they did with rock and roll. And yes, Clutch is a guy who would have these kinds of tattoos. And the fact that they're actually pulling off a pinup girl and Lenny just straight up said pinup girl during the stream <laughs> was was just kind of wild to hear, to be honest. The well, one thing that concerned me, I don't know, did you guys notice when they pulled the vamp out of the box, uh, there were stress marks on the hood already? I did, I did not notice. notice. So I don't know if there's a good shot of the hood in here. There's not. Uh, so the two vents that are on the hood, there were stress marks on the sides Mm. of the bottom vent but mm. we don't know what model that was they unboxed we don't know if because this isn't coming out until may uh well it says may so who knows could be early. well so yeah. may so potentially february or march but at right. the same time like what they unboxed was probably not a final production model right, right. uh so my hope is that we're not gonna have to worry about those stress marks uh, but they were they were very clear. They were right there in the video to the point where I'm a little surprised they didn't just not show the video. They were so clear, uh, just white marks. But anyway, uh, other than that, everything about this was impressive. To the the little toe hooks on the front, uh, those yellow toe hooks, toe hooks that are actually articulated, that blew my mind. Uh, the clear blue lenses on the lights mm -hmm. and the fact I didn't realize how customizable this was going to be. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, the hand grips. Those are the, the oh crap handles, as I called them. And what, I couldn't figure out what he was referring to. Well, okay. <laughs> so that's probably what they were talking about. I've never heard the slang for those before. You uh, haven't? Oh. <laughs> no, I was trying because my, my son and I were sitting here watching this, and and he was like, "What is he talking about?" And I said, "Honestly, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard slang for those, but clearly it's something they can't say on a Hasbro live stream. So, whatever. Yeah, I believe it or not, I never heard that. Uh, but I love that those are removable. I love all the lights and the way that they did those. Uh, I appreciated Lenny explaining that the little divot uh, in the back that lined them up." The removable engine I, is a nice touch. I got us. So I follow <clears throat> the Hasbro photographer um, on his socials. And when this got posted, I, I love that. So people were commenting, did clutch kill whoever is coming <laughs> with the ferret? Oh my gosh. Right. Clutch bearing a helmet. He killed somebody. All he responded was, Yes. <laughs> well, right. So he's know clearly question is correct, and I just love that he's messing with the the fans like that. Right, right. This is so much story, and it's fantastic. Well, and we'll take a closer look at this uh, in just a couple of slides here. But first, I want to say to New York Night, nineteen seventy four. Who's next? Toxo Zombie. I hope so. <laughs> uh, Will R, Ice Cream Soldier, let's go. Yes. New York Night, 1974, Voltar. 
Yeah. Will R RoboCop? I mean, give me a RoboCop. I'm down. I with mean, that. it's sci-fi, right? Just with different colors. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. And 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 that's why sci-fi can't take his uniform off. <laughs> because he's actually he's a RoboCop. Uh all right. The interior looked beautiful as well. Like when he was showing just all those tampos and all the sculpt and everything for the dashboard. I mean, you have to do that stuff at this scale, but still just seeing it like that is is mind-blowing how incredible that looks. And it's not yeah, stickers. They didn't have to put that much detail in there, and they did. Uh, I like that they've got the 60th anniversary uh, figure sitting there in the uh, passenger seat. I thought that was a really nice touch to throw that in there. And that's that right there is, hey, figure photographers, look what you need to fill out your scenes. <laughs> I lo- what do you? How do you guys feel about this helmet? I think it's awesome. I mean... It's. I'm not going to do anything with it. It's a neat looking helmet. It just doesn't really seem to fit the vamp driver. Like maybe a pilot should be wearing that thing. But that's what I was thinking. It's going to go with my dragonfly. Well, it's the Steel Brigade helmet, though, right? Yeah, but with the it's additions. It's like the 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 mouth, like the the shark mouth right, that right. kind of makes it like it should be a, on a, the, a pilot. The shark mouth, kind of like the one that's on the uh, the tiger cat. That's a land vehicle. Sure, yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking of the Conquest X30, the first uh, Joe vehicle to my knowledge that that featured that. You, you can put an awesome fanged mouth on anything you want to. I guess so. You just believe in yourself. Uh so here we go. Here's an intro. Well, first of all, this picture is just really cool. I love uh the way they've got this set up. But let's take a look what is that? So that, for the that for the people to be a stinger driver. For the people who might be listening, uh we are zooming in on the background of one of the pictures, uh, somebody who is firing at clutch as he's hidden behind a rolled over vamp. And I thought that was the ghost of a little boy that was on the set. <laughs> no, no, that's three men and a baby, oh, not G.I. Oh, Joe. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. There's ha okay. You know what? It, that's Robocop. what it looks like more than anything. Will R says there's RoboCop, <laughs> uh, and it does look more like RoboCop than anything else. But I so I was looking. I can't it's a find driver. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's a Stinger driver. It, it at least to my eyes, it's a gray color. It's we got the vamp, so we know the Stinger is right around the corner. Oh yeah, that's yeah, an that's easy redo. So I just I was just looking at because to me and I I think you're right because what I was seeing is the flesh colored portion on the head. I was seeing that as the bottom part of a face. Well, but it I looks think... to me like they've got like looks like to me like a stinger driver based on the current officer figure, but with looks the helmets off. And yeah, we got right like a balaclava top that happens to be gray. Right, I was just looking at it. I was looking at it incorrectly because the bottom part of the head there is a black portion that looks like the mask. I thought mm-hmm. the flesh-colored portion was the bottom part of the face, and the black underneath it was part of the neck. But you're right. 
that would make it RoboCop. Right. I feel um, bad because I totally thought you were being facetious when you were like, what is this here? No, I really <laughs> like have been trying to figure it. Well, and also oh. the fact that color wise, those boots look blue. The uniform looks like a light blue and he's holding some kind of big cannon thing. So that I threw me off. It made one of the Stinger missiles. Well, and I just, and it looks like, I don't know if the red is part of his web gear that just happens to be hanging over. If he's just heavily, if he's just heavily like decked out. See, I thought everything in front of him from that, whatever that white thing is just under the neck, all the way down to the big red square that's just below the waist i thought that all of that was some kind of very large weapon which was what was, th was throwing me off as to what is this mm. but once that's cleared up you're probably right it's going to be a stinger driver holding like a tomato or something yeah i'm guessing we get a we get a new version of this vamp every nine to twelve months for the next couple of years and that is fine by me get it get you a stinger get you a vamp mark ii although i do want uh, so okay, what's your ideal order for these? I would actually, I would want the Stinger next. I would want the Tiger, whatever. To, we can't ever remember what is it. It's not the Tiger Paw. Tiger Sting. Tiger, tiger, tiger Sting. Sting. Tiger Sting. Which, yes. Which makes no sense, but the Tiger Sting next. Well, and um, that's and that's just because it's a Stinger repaint. It's not a right, right, repaint. right. So, and then beyond that. Uh, the Dreadnought, uh, I'd love to get the Dreadnought Oh, one. yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it makes me wonder, do you release Heart Wrencher in the line before you do that vehicle? Oh, wow. Because uh, she well, would be the obvious fit for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Moving along. Uh, nice close-up of the fire extinguisher that clips into the back, as we saw. And then here are all the accessories. And notice we got a couple of jerry cans here. I wonder if we might see those slightly retooled in a future retro buzzer release. <laughs> Although those don't look particularly backpacky, do they? Nah. I love the uh, I love the machine gun on top. It's a little bit more real world looking than. Oh yeah, the kind of futuristic one in the original one. Well, I believe it's isn't it just Serpentor's, the ones that are on Serpentor's chariot. Oh, is it with just a new I, like a I, new base? Yeah, I to think connect the two pieces together. I could be wrong, but I think okay. Here's a decent picture. If you look, I think that's what they are. It's a, okay. it's actually a dual mounted set of guns rather than a single double barreled gun like oh. the original vamp. Hmm. I thought it was all one piece. Yeah, I, th I believe that's what it is. Uh, and then we've got our box art with very conspicuously in the background. So the driver to me looks like a female. Uh, if you look, it looks like definitely a more slender frame. Uh, the arms are definitely smaller than any male Joe's arms. The posture, everything. I believe that's a female. But let's talk about the ferret. How does that look to you guys? Very blue. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. 
But as far as the proportions and the way it's designed, it looks a little weird to me. Well, the wheels are way smaller based on the figure that it's placed with than the original one. It, it looks almost like some sort of cart rather than a four-wheeler. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'll be curious to see it. I mean, obviously, it, some of it is obscured behind that rock. Uh, and it well, could just be, I mean, this just could be an artistic rendering, too. They may not even have yeah. any tooling done on this thing by so, the time uh, they took this photo. And I got to think this will be... Uh, this will be probably a trouble bubble price vehicle, is my guess. I mean, it's not going to be a hundred dollars. So very, very curious to see more about this in the future. Oh, we can't get to uh, sound off yet. We're not there. We're still in the news. That's right. Uh, all right, so yeah, Vamp is looking good. Raptor, Iron Grenadiers, great stuff. Uh, we also had the MCM London Comic Con that a couple of pictures came out of, but it was like individuals just sharing on Instagram, so we're not going to steal their pictures here, but we got a better look at Mutton Junkyard. Uh, some diorama pics of them and of Metalhead. I thought they looked good. Did you guys see them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's talk that the character that is on Metalhead's package is our sneak peek at Nagahide. When I let use my words, when I looked at the box art, I couldn't make it out well enough to make a guess. But what do you guys think of the new packaging? Oh, I don't know. This is our our first look at the return of the. You know, who, plastic. Uh, who, sh- who shared that where? Uh, I want to say didn't... I saw it on either His Tank or Full Force. I don't feel Full like Force I saw it. Full Force definitely shared it. I am looking in the chat. Um, uh, yes, Full yeah. Force has a, yeah, has a good uh, it's, post from Full yesterday. Full Force was a podcast. Do they have a website? They've got a Facebook page. Oh, okay. And probably Instagram and other things too. But I like right, let's see. that they're still continuing the artwork. Um, yeah, they're, my, I mean, they're fairly reminiscent of what we had before. Yeah, what we had before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do miss the... I, I like, for instance, I'm looking at the Mutton Junkyard wood right now. Um which has a lot of just wasted plastic behind it that I think could be used for art. Like, you know, you can get mutt and you can get uh, junkyard and maybe a little bit more like a couple of the, the featured accessories in there. But really, I don't need to see a bunch of stuff in plastic. That was my thought. Like, I understand it. Oh, there we go. Were the complaints that they were getting from the mint inbox. I like to display it. Oh, yeah, this is kind of disappointing. But... I, I, okay, I, so guys, we're talking about yeah. the new packaging, and it says Iron Grenadiers right on Metalhead's box. Yeah, but it says Cobra Metalhead, and Cobra and Iron Grenadiers are two separate factions. Well, yeah, but I mean, right there, Iron Grenadiers, it's on his box. So, well, yeah, right in front of a Cobra symbol, and it says Cobra Metalhead below that. So, 
are they are they saying that the Iron Grenadiers are a subgroup of Cobra? Because I don't probably like that at all. probably because that's what they've been doing with Destro this whole time. Is all of his stuff has mm. Cobra? Well, uh, but they were doing the old. You know, they haven't yet done an Iron Grenadiers Destro. So, I Noel. I don't think well, you're going to be happy with the direction they take on this. But guess what? Uh, Once you get that figure out of the packaging and put it on the shelf, it doesn't matter what it says. True enough. It's true. Hasbro's lore means nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Looking at these, uh, they are on, the, for anybody who wants to check them out, they're on the Full Force uh, Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. This packaging is just not as exciting to me as what we've been getting. Yeah, like I mean, I like seeing the figure again, but I don't need like I, I'd say half of the uh, half of the uh, the especially something the size of the uh, the the mutton junkyard package. Half of that being the artwork would have been would have been you know good for me. Yeah, I don't need to see all six of Metalhead's rockets. Yeah, uh, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Again, you know. I don't need to see goes all in the trash of anyway. Mutt's fists. <laughs> <laughs> all Ritz, right. We try to talk about Deke as little as possible. <laughs> well, but it is all Ritz Murphy. So. Ritz Murphy is pointing out in the Deke series, Metalhead was a cobra. It's true, which I think yeah. we did mention before when we first talked about him. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for the news. There wasn't a whole lot to cover, but that's okay because we've got some 100 stuff to talk about. My gosh, we're not going to get anywhere near to all the things I make the uh, I made notes about. You guys, are we, are we ready to talk about the first 100? The first 100. First thing I wanted to mention here, uh, you know, back when we were figuring this show out and what it was going to be, we did a couple episodes about G.I. Joe on the Needless Things podcast back when that was a thing. Uh, well, it's still a thing. You can still listen to the Needless Things podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and we had to come up with a name for this thing. Like, there there are so many steps to figuring out what you're going to do with a podcast and some possible names that got thrown out. And I don't know if these are all from me or if... Uh, I don't know. These are just the notes that I had. We we considered the mass podcast, which is terrible <laughs> because it sounds like it's going to be like a Catholic church podcast. <laughs> uh, a nice little podcast, which was a reference to a nice little town called Springfield. Uh, and Operation Crossfire, a G.I. Joe podcast, which I don't even know what I mean, obviously, the Crossfire is the remote control car, but why would we name a podcast after that? Yeah. I think maybe the thought was that news talk political show, Crossfire, that we'd be talking about things. Very timely reference from 20 years ago. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so those names are all terrible. And, of course, we eventually settled on Audible Interlude, a reference. Well, I, had, I think I'd thrown out uh, knowing is half the babble as one. And that we wound up using that for a segment later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we I think we settled on a pretty good name that uh, isn't too similar. Because the whole problem with Needless Things is it's too similar. Because it's inspired by the Stephen King book, Needful Things. 
And now if you Google needless things, all you get is needful things. It was a terrible name that I never should have chosen, but I still <laughs> like it because it has all kinds of different meanings. Uh, but over the course of the years we've been doing this show, we've done all kinds of different segments. You know, we started off not even doing live streams, not even doing live shows, uh, and we were monthly at first. But from the start, we knew we wanted to do reviews, and we'll we'll pick a few favorites here uh, from our reviews. Christian, do you have a, a one that you particularly enjoyed or you look back on and you think, you know what, we really nailed it with that one? I do, but it's actually really recent. And, That's okay. And, Re- recency bias is a thing. Yeah, it's no, it it's the Revenge of Cobra. Because it was, to me, it was so unexpected because I thought, you know, I'm just going to talk about this one episode. You know, they introduced Shipwreck. That's it. We're going to move on. And it became like a two month long uh, a thing. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, those were some of the best nights, I think. Like, like I, so much laughter and, like, and all of them, that one episode was, were really great. So, yeah, well, they were to some of the other stuff that we watched. Those those episodes <laughs> were it was not taxing, <laughs> right? Right. Them. <laughs> right. Well, and we knew, and it was something that we knew we could look forward to every couple of weeks for yeah. a couple of months. I mean, it really was like a, a great thing to be doing. Uh. Going back to an earlier review we did, we actually together reviewed the Retro Fang. Oh, yes. And uh, it was just fun, all three of us reviewing a toy together. But the one thing that I want to throw out there is uh, the only positive thing I had to say about it was that it didn't murder me when I took it out of the box. (laughs) Yeah. Noel, uh, if you get a review you look back on with fondness... Yeah, I, I jotted a few down that were probably my favorites, but uh, I I loved our Resolute review because yes, I I think we all kind of went into it having either not seen it for a long time or you you had seen it before, right, Christian? Oh yeah, we, yeah yeah. So you know, I, I I was going into it thinking, okay, maybe I misjudged this the first time. I know everybody loves it. I went into it like with a really positive attitude, trying to get all the good stuff out of it. And I really had the same experience I had before where like 20 minutes into it, I'm like, ah, it was going so well at first. And now I'm, (laughs) but I think, I think we were really honest. I think that was, um, I mean, just all three of us kind of having, you know, slightly different opinions, but I mean, overall, I think we're all very critical. We can point out the good things on it, but, um, you know, I think we put, presented a pretty good case as far as our opinions went. I, I think we are positive realists. And and yes. uh, check this out. What's on Joe Mind is in the house. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you so much. What's on Joe Mind? Everybody check out. Uh, one of the You guys have been around for quite some time now. I'm sure everybody's already familiar with what's on Joe Mind. But if not, mm-hmm. check out that podcast. And no, I gotta say that the the resolute review was probably the first time because when it originally came out, 
I was one of those who absolutely fanboyed it. Mm-hmm. And then watching it with that critical eye and being and the stuff that, you know, from what we had talked about on the podcast, now seeing all these different things that I, I didn't notice when I had the nostalgia glasses on. And that affected, not in a bad way, but just now every episode that I watch is, you know, things you love about it, things that pull back memories from when you were a kid, but also things where you go, ooh, yeah, he's completely missing an arm there in the animation. (laughs) Well, and we've we've okay. talked about that as we've done reviews. Is there is a difference between putting something on, just having it on, like while you're doing other things, or even just you know for fun, and sitting down knowing you're going to be critiquing it for, you know, a podcast or whatever. There's a difference. Your brain works differently, uh, and I think we've gotten a lot of good stuff out of looking at things that way. And for anybody who wants to check it out. Uh, that Resolute review, which got a lot of attention actually online. Uh, we got a lot of shares from Twitter. Uh, His Tank ended up talking about it a good bit. That was on May 7th of 2021. Wow. Uh, is when oh, we reviewed goodness. that. Two and a half years ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Now, Dave, I am surprised that because I assumed your favorite review was going to be the very first one. Yeah, I mean it's on, it's <laughs> it's absolutely I mean, it it's absolutely on the list. It formed so much about this podcast right from the start without realizing, like no you know no plans. Like I don't know, no was that the first time you had heard oh, it? Well, I think I might have. I, I'd heard it before. I think I'd listened to it on YouTube before. Okay, um, but it was the first time I really. I think it's the first time I could get through the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> because you, because you knew you had to because I knew I had to. Yes. Yeah. The, for, for what Christian is talking about, for anybody who may not know, uh, we reviewed the audio mission from Special Mission Brazil, and that's where our at the end of the episode, the Cobra, cobra. the super subdued, unenthusiastic Cobra, <laughs> comes from that. Uh, you can find the full that full audio on YouTube, uh, and then our review of it is that's our zero episode, or is that our first episode? I think I that's think our, that first was our first episode. First episode. Yeah, that's our actual number one episode. Uh, we also reviewed the commercial for the Real American Hero number one comic. We had a lot of fun with that one. That was September thirtieth of twenty twenty two. Double Flash. Double Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Love Double Flash. Uh, and then on January 27th of this year, we did our very first Deke review, Ooh. The Mind Mangler. I still, I still have nightmares. Wow, it no. took us two years to get to Deke. Well, we didn't want to do it. That's true. And I'm, but I'm glad we did. Uh, I, I was going to throw out another one that I was. Yeah, yeah, please do. Was, uh, Bazooka saw a sea serpent, which was mm-hmm. our Halloween episode, I think, in 2021. Yes. Uh, we had Halloween a lot of fun episode. with that episode. Yeah, we had a ton of fun with that one. That one uh, produced a lot of uh, good sound bites, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, when we first 
learned, at least for the podcast, that everyone out in the world knows who G.I. Joe Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the first time we like, because a lot of this media, little kid. a lot of this media, we are really, again, focusing on in a critically minded way for the first time. So to realize, you know, if you're watching it casually, you think, well, yeah, everybody knows who G.I. Joe is. But if you're watching it for for the purposes of analyzing, you're like, you know, that's a little crazy that the six year old boy can name every G.I. Joe. <laughs> at this covert organization uh any other review thoughts for the chat is there anything that you would like to see us review throw that out there what what Wotaj says lethargic terrorist organizations are still dangerous that is correct perhaps even more dangerous uh so yeah if there's anything you'd like to see us review let us know uh, we also have a segment called Missing in Action, where we talk about uh, characters that need to be represented in the line. And, and it, they may have been in, like, the uh, Collector's Club or something like that. We need mainline representation for some of these characters. Uh, one of my favorites was Christian brought up Rocky Balboa on the August 6th, 2021 episode, we, we talked about how Rocky was supposed to happen and then didn't. Uh, I still want to see a Sly in the GI Joe line somehow. <laughs> uh, Noel was, was there a specific missing in action? Uh, I say my, so my realistic pick, which is the giant blunder for Hasbro was not doing a Pythona in the three pack. Yeah. Uh, and then throwing in a, a guard as a separate carded figure because I've that's that blew my mind when I was a kid. Um, but of course, you know, they, they just didn't think girl toys sold, which is why we didn't get an RC for Transformers either. Um, but my personal favorite, because he was always kind of a personal, you know, one that I always went to as a kid was Sparks because I, I had to make my tan grunt be Sparks as a kid because he didn't exist in the world of toys. You know, can you imagine what an RC figure would have looked like in 1986, though? Yes, because I've seen the prototypes. <laughs> oh wow, that's a, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah. A, uh, they prototypes oh, wow. RC, and they did multiple Unicron prototypes over the years. Do, I mean, do they look good at all? No. Okay, they don't. Well, that's that's what but, I was getting. But at. but really, realistically, neither do any of the other well, movie figures okay, that yeah. weren't pre-signed. Dude, by let's. We infuriate enough Joe fans as it is. Let's not infuriate Transformers fans, too. Uh, we got some good stuff over here. Uh, so New York Night 1974 wants to see Refrigerator Perry. I, I assume in Classified, and I'm down with that 100%. Will R. Billy, yes, we need Billy. He was our first one. He was our first. Yep. Uh, Miss and Doc Venom, yeah. <laughs> Billy was our first. Uh, another favorite of mine, another one from Christian, The Intruders. Yes, that we talked about on the uh, May sixth, twenty twenty two episode. But my overall, so Noel, your overall biggest omission that we need Pythona, Christian. Out of all the missing Later, actions but... we've done, what is the one that we need the most? Quinn. Ah, yeah, Quinn. Absolutely. Um, my my pick was Doctor Venom. I've wanted a Doctor Venom kid uh, figure since I was a kid. I think he's sorely missing from every they again. I think he was a collector's club release. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I want an O-ring. I want a reaction. I want a classified. I want an ultimate wouldn't make sense at this point because they really have leaned into Sunbow more than anything else. But I'd give me all the Dr. Venoms. I want them. Uh, another segment that we do is Beyond the 80s. Uh, this is where, and oh, in our notes uh, here, we, we all know now, but I, I, I felt it necessary to put this in the show notes that I sent out so everybody would know what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, beyond the 80s, we discussed something other than the core A Real American Hero line. So anything outside of the 80s. Uh, and sometimes it's in the core real American hero line, but it's just not from the eighties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because anything from like 90 to 93, 94. Well, yeah. really we've, I think we, I mean, honestly, the way that we look at it, I think in general is our years of 82 to 87, anything mm -hmm. outside of that is really fair game. Yeah. Beyond the eighties, we should stick to 90 and up. But I, th I think we could probably talk about Tiger Force. I think we could probably talk about Python Patrol. We've, we've got a little leeway for that now, maybe. Uh, Ritz Murphy. Ritz Murphy, do get out of here with your mind mangler figure you want to see. <laughs> Except I'd Look, buy it, so let's go. Say, the episode's terrible, but I would buy that figure. Yes, I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I like this one too. Old snake figure in an Autobot Synthoid five pack. I am surprised that we have not gotten that when you think about how in was it the Transformers Collectors Club they made the RC Springer human versions. They didn't do all of them though. They didn't do they did they never did release an Ultra Magnus or a Rodimus, I don't believe. Oh I think okay. they only ever did RC. Um Will R says Hondaloo. We've talked about Hondaloo a bunch of times on the show, yep. 100%. Yeah. New York Night 1974, Headhunters, and any DEF member. This is just stuff we want in classified now. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, you never know. Uh, if it's got some, if it's got some longevity, then I'm sure we're going to see a lot of those. Ritz Murphy Worlds. Didn't we? We reviewed Worlds with that in, didn't we? I don't think we ever went through mm -mm. and reviewed it. Oh we've wow, we talked, about, talked it about, it about it. We've we, never. I, I know we talked about it in like our segments about like some of our favorite episodes or some of our favorite scary episodes, but we never did a full review oh, of it. Oh wow! Remember, yeah. Revenge of Cobra was the first time we did a multi-parter. Multi right. Oh wow! Okay, but cool. now cool. that we broke that seal. Well, yeah, sort of, because because we, we did we we sort of stealthily reviewed both parts of that uh, Christmas episode of Renegades, uh, just because I think right. we all went back. We, we all yeah. watched the first part before we watched the second part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just for context. Uh, okay, well, and this is a good point. What's on Joe Mind says GI Joe Collectors Club made Old Snake. He came with a transforming bat, but oh, for okay. our intents and purposes, we don't count Collectors Club stuff. Uh, as mainline releases that, that just over the years that that stuff was very expensive to be honest a lot of it is not the best quality figures you've ever seen uh in general with missing in action we 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 mean we wanted in whatever the current mainline was or is at the time so collectors club while they they filled a lot of holes they didn't necessarily fill them all that well all the time uh, 
Okay, so beyond the 80s, uh, one of my favorites that we did and, and one that I think got a lot of conversation, the Stars and Stripes set from February 1st, pick. 2021. It's one, it's one of my favorite ones we've done. Uh, and I brought that one up because, to me, that was their biggest mi- – that's the biggest miss in the history of G.I. Joe because that was, to me personally, what should have gotten me back into G.I. Joe back in 1997. and it was such a colossal failure that I didn't collect again for another, you know, 15 years. Unsurprisingly, I bought it. It worked for me and I continued collecting Joe basically from then until now. (laughs) So if that tells you anything about my standards, well, just please ignore it and move along. (laughs) Christian, have you got a a favorite beyond the eighties? I, again, Going with, I know it's it's fairly recent, um, but the Star Brigade. Oh I, yeah, I, I get, and I'm sure everyone that listens to this podcast knows. I get a kick out of making you look at figures that you never would have thought of or noticed before. And the fact that you went on that night and had to get the Super Trooper was just... The Robo Joe. The Robo Joe. Robo Joe, sorry. Robo Joe was icing on the cake. I think that you should get a commission from eBay for how much money Dave had to spend (laughs) based on your suggestions. (laughs) Robo Robo Joe, who, by the way, is an appropriately Halloween-y figure. He is. Oh, very true. That orange and black... That's the stuff. So yeah, this this Robo Joe I bought because of Christian, and there there are a few things, yeah, that I've had to immediately go and buy because <laughs> this guy. I was uh, my 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 backup for the Stars and Stripes though, but just because we all got such a great laugh out of that stupid rubber dinosaur is the dino hunter set from 1993. Dude, I want that dinosaur so bad <laughs> because he looks like he's just about to nervously inquire about something uh, i i really want that somebody look hasbro's not going to care somebody needs some third party needs to just like make a mold of that dinosaur and just sell it I yeah it. i honestly when i go to like walmart's or targets i look in their bootleg section because, you know, usually they'll have, like, plastic dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. And you can find some, I think, that'll work with O-rings. But I've yet to find one that'll work with classifieds. Because I definitely want that dinosaur in classified scale. But exactly like that. Yeah, yeah um, that's why the one. Jurassic Park dinosaurs won't work. Because they do look mean. Yeah, they look too... too uh too much like a threat uh wotage the viper really needs a battle action grip o-ring figure i want to vipe your windows yeah we've talked i think we've talked about the viper before too uh kb jodograph says i'm shocked we've got barbecue but not blowtorch two barbecues before blowtorch Mm -hmm. yeah and blowtorch is going to be such a nice looking figure once classified gets around to it uh rachel says i'm uh, surprised hasbro hasn't done a don moreno i am shocked well, and I'm wondering now with the new comic license, and she's apparently a very big part of the new story, 
So we may be getting one soon, hopefully. Uh, another one from Rachel. That dino looks like it just won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you like me. You really like me. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, have you reviewed all the mission tapes in G.I. Joe? No, we have only done Brazil. Uh, I would love to review all kind. I would love to review all the audio missions in time. It's just going to be a matter of tracking them down. I'm sure most of them are available on YouTube. Uh, I think there are a couple more on YoJo. Uh, I would love for Tripwire mm -hmm. to be next. Listen and fun Tripwire, but I want a listen and fun Tripwire so bad, and I can't make that kind of financial investment. So I don't want to get too caught up in all of that. So which uh, which con gets the exclusive uh, Listen and Fun Tripwire as a classified release? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a San Diego Comic-Con, really. I think that's got to be like a Yojo June. Well, they don't do a Yojo June. What, it's literally all, all they do now is Comic-Con and then PulseCon. Yeah. So I guess it would be maybe be a PulseCon. I don't know. I, I would rather it just be like re retro, just put it out in the retro packaging. Uh, okay, so any any other thoughts about Beyond the 80s? All right. Instruments of Destruction is a segment where we talk about a vehicle up to and including its appearances in media. Uh, one of my favorites here and another one where I was compelled to try to buy one or no actually this we waited until i had one uh the maggot mm. we reviewed january 13th 2023 okay now i'm wondering though did i have the maggot for this one or did no, no i you think didn't. you got the no. maggot at joe con right i got my maggot at joe fest we joe reviewed fest. it we reviewed it because I was reading the comics at the time and it showed up very clearly as the replacement for the hiss. And I wanted to talk about that fact. And then after we talked about it, I decided I had to have a maggot, but it took me a while to get one. Yeah. I like the ones where I've had to buy a thing. <laughs> uh, Christian, have you got a favorite instruments we've done? I do, and it's for that very same reason. When you guys talked about the Havoc, because that was a vehicle I never owned as a kid, but I always liked it. And when when you guys... Yeah, just it, that whole episode, I, I knew, like, next convention I go to that has one i i gotta get it and yeah at joe fest there it was and i love it it's a great toy and and it it is a standout as something that is uniquely gi joe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. noel you've got a have you got a favorite instruments yeah well i'm gonna mention first the first one we did was my pick which was the slugger and so i wanted to I wanted to start with something super iconic, so I went with, went with the Slugger. Um, but I think my favorite one that, just because it was one that I had just gotten my hands on again, uh, I mean, I had one as a kid, but it was all in shambles. I got a, like that brand new claw, and it was in great shape. And I was 
you know, just it's such a nice little small vehicle. It's very tactile. And I could sit here and just review it as I was like playing with it. And I think that was the best part of it for me was just being able to like go over and like describe the features as I was holding it in my hands. It makes a huge difference when we can actually have the thing sitting in front of us. Uh, Cause you know, we can, we can talk about Joe toys all night long and that's fine, but to actually have it in your hands is, is very, very different. And uh New York night, 1974, a mean dog is on my list. Uh, I I am actively looking for a mean dog in the right shape for the right price. One hundred percent. What's on Joe' mind? Got to run. Glad uh, glad you stopped by. Thanks for hanging out and having fun with us. Uh, Wotage, I guess the maggot fits as a vaguely cylindrical animal, but breaks with the serpent snake ophidian themes of cobra. <laughs> It is kind of a, a, a more disgusting. Well, it's really not an appropriate name at all, but it's fine. It's fine. it goes along with a you know with worms, which is also somewhat snake like. Yeah, I want to jump back to the claw real quick. So one of the things that that sticks out to me with instruments of destruction is I was out of the line and had sold off most of the the vehicles and stuff so like when i got into the 25th i didn't really i didn't buy any of the vehicles so having you guys who were you know still getting vehicles in those late stages being able to compare the original releases to the later releases that i never would have known that there were changes to so like when when Noel talks about, you know, oh, the the one that came with the Cobra Commander Duke Two Pack doesn't do this or this, and you know, I, I think I don't know. To me, that's good information because if I was new into the hobby and I was going to shows or going on eBay, it just helps me kind of figure out, you know, is this a first release? Is this a twenty fifth? which version do i want more yeah and it's funny how similar some of them are and if you don't have them in hand in front of you it's the chain the differences are not as apparent i did not realize just how different the 25th anniversary water moccasin was until i a year or two ago got an original water moccasin again and it was it is it's amazing how different they are in every way the shape the textures everything it's one of those squint test things the 25th Mm -hmm. anniversary passes the water moccasin squint test but it is very very different uh all right another segment we've got springfield showdown two characters face off and we determine the winner Two of us will pick a character and briefly describe why they'd win a fight. A third will choose the winner. This can be as ridiculous as we want it to be, depending on the characters. I think it will develop and get more fun over time. Turns out I was wrong. I feel like this segment just never really achieved what I thought it could achieve. I think it... it... It achieved more behind the scenes yes, yes, than it did on the podcast. Because when we would have other stuff come up, because one of the I, things to keep in mind, listeners that are newer to the podcast, when we started this, 
classified, I don't think had quite started yet. Like we didn't we had, think that just there was been be, getting news about it. Like yeah, it was, that there would be Joe news that often. And then next thing you know, it seemed like especially when we were monthly, we'd go to record and it would be like, oh wait, here's all this other stuff we gotta talk about. What segment do we take out? Uh, yeah. Springfield showdown. And we went like Noel and I had one, and I think we went like two and a half months or three months of delaying it, and it became the Tiger Force out back <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> like, like it was so funny, and in a weird way, I was hoping it would never come back because this was like the running gag of our podcast, but you, the listeners, would never know that. Oh, yeah, the listeners have no idea how many, because going through my notes, there are so many planned segments that were supposed to happen in, like, February and then would get pushed back to, like, May because news just kept coming in. And, of course, news slash current events are the key thing that we have to get to. Like, that's the priority. Or we start reviewing something that we thought was going to take us 20 minutes and then an hour goes by because right. we have so much to talk about. Right. And then we <laughs> and we would cut like two segments from the end of the show. That happened. All, that still happens all the time. I think uh, of the Springfield showdown, that, that last one we did, the one that we were waiting forever to do, and it was the one that I was chomping at the bit to get to, was because that was the... I, I can't remember who I was fighting at this point, but Major Blood was my um, was my combatant. Right, and I had written and I had written poetry, and I was like, "Yep, got to get this poetry out there." <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is a feeling that Noel has had since he was thirteen years old. Yes. <laughs> uh, New York night, nineteen seventy four. Roadblock versus Road Pig. Roadblock Road for the pig. win. And of yeah, course, that's... we also had our slaughter versus uh, slaughter or well, daughter. Oh and, yeah! And that's my note on this one: is I think <laughs> the most successful thing. Well, not successful. Uh, the worst thing to come out of this entire segment is well, uh, these these two evil, uh, <laughs> just just un- unbelievably was, cynical and, and mean commentators. Look, I, I told you I was I was neutral. I was in the middle. Just Christian on that day presented a better case. But clearly, we have followed up on that because we are adhering to that rule every week by never mentioning Sergeant Slaughter again on this podcast. <laughs> right? Exactly. He is. He's been stricken from the record. Yeah. Just for anybody who hasn't listened to that, when it was on April second of twenty twenty one, we determined whether or not Sergeant Slaughter should be a part of GI Joe. And these two diabolical fiends voted against Slaughter. They voted Notter. Uh, and I will never, ever forgive them uh, for that trespass. Well, I will never, never forgive him for picking those colors for his marauders. So, well, it's clearly a the fans didn't either because it looks like no more marauders are coming down the line and classified. So, uh, it looks like in that instance, Christian was right. Uh, knowing is half the babble is the, uh, from the start, as Noel said, it was something that he brought up and we decided to turn a potential show title into a segment. Uh, we each get 
we just get a little bit of time to ramble about anything. Uh, do you guys remember any babbles that were particularly stood out? I didn't make notes about these like I have about everything else. We've talked about everything from people selling custom G.I. Joe stuff to putting over charities. We've talked about a lot of things in Babel. I just, you know, we, we, this first, we first threw this out as a segment, and it's one we've done, I mean, fairly consistently. We've skipped it a handful of times, so we've All, done it probably... Almost the, every, I'd say 90% of our segments episodes, we do it. Yeah, um, but when it first came out, I wasn't really sure what we were going to do with it. Just like, talk about anything. I was like, all right. Let me think of a G.I. Joe memory that's probably not something that's going to be in the general G.I. Joe zeitgeist. So, like, I threw out watching the Bozo show as a kid because they showed G.I. Joe sometimes on the Bozo show and talked about the grand prize game, which we then later incorporated back into G.I. Joe with the big uh, Joe game show. So it all kind of comes full circle. And I can't I couldn't remember if this was part of Babel or Joe and Tell because I I remember it was on one of our live streams, but when Noel showed us his drawings, that was uh, when, no, that was a Babel because yeah, that was a Babel. Yeah. That's still not been seen that, by the general public. Yeah, Noel has yet to send me those images to share on Instagram. That's uh, because it was Insta regret. <laughs> there's no regret here. <laughs> no, those, those, those were, were awesome. awesome. Yeah, I, I think the world deserves to see those. Uh, so one more thing about Babel is on March 5th, 2021, I made the rule that I would complete my childhood collection before buying anything else. And on April 2nd of 2021, I broke my rule. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into these. I'll just mention that America's Elite was introduced in episode four, where we would pick the best version of a character from all Joe lines. Uh and we just had a lot of fun with that. I don't think anything specifically stands out too much. Uh, rank and file card was introduced on November 11th of 2022. That's where we are reviewing the original file cards. And then my dad, uh, codenamed Mongoose, started his input on January 13th of this year. And we will have more rank and file cards coming soon. That was such a good, and that just put a great new spin on it. Like, it I really think, has. Yeah. That really made the segment uh, just, it was the one thing it was missing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, and people love it. Uh, and then we started Sound Off on January 6th of 2023. And Sound Off, if you don't know, follow Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Uh, every Monday when we're doing a live stream, we will put up a post that says Sound Off. And we will uh, take your suggestions as what to talk, to talk about. Uh, and that brings us to, guys, guess what? Sound Off. Uh, we asked this time around for uh, things specifically related to the first 100 episodes of Audible Interlude. What what are some of your favorites? Uh, Silent Interlude said, I really like the Joe and Tells, even if I'm just listening. But I also really enjoyed the ongoing saga of the Revenge of Cobra, but only parts two through five review. But we did. We did all five. Yeah, but those were the only parts with Honda Lou. So I'm with you, Silent. You know, did we go back? Wait, did we go back and get number one? We did. Yeah, it we was started with two. One. We started with two and we went three, I don't think four, we went back five. to one. Yeah, we did. 
I don't know. I think we went two, three, four, five, and we're like, okay, we're done. I don't think we went back to one. I thought we went back and did one. I think I, we did, did one we? after we did I thought five. we did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because right. we had to figure out how Duke got captured. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know how Duke gets captured every time. He does it on purpose. I think so, because he, he's part of Cobra, as we determined. Uh, Griddle Gains, a lot to choose from, but I did enjoy the Delta 17 guys and the very detailed rundown of their line more in depth than I was expecting. And that was, that was an incredible, uh, they came on one of our live streams and were showing the figures, doing them in the round. Like it, it was a really good conversation. Yorktown Joe, too many great things to choose just one. I really like Joe and tell as well as half the Babel segments, but if I had to pick just one, and I'm your Cobra intern who blank. Love all the clever things Legion Cub brings to set the mood every episode. Aww. So stay we all. Hillbilly Harper, how can I pick just one? They're all amazing. Well, thank you so much, Hillbilly <laughs> Harper. We appreciate uh, you listening and hanging out with us when you can. Uh, Rachel Salinas, rank and file is a cool segment. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun doing that one, and I'm always looking forward to what my dad's going to say about the Joes, especially as we get further into the line and they get a little wackier. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let me take a deep <laughs> breath for our pal Mandalorian Jedi. All right. I understand that some may find this hard to believe, but some of my favorite parts of the show have come to be the imaginative supposals with which our fearless hosts are often forced to grapple. In a manner similar to Lewis's creation of the fictional world of Narnia, they take characters of whom they have a deep knowledge and suppose them into a world or situation and imagine the possibilities that can be extrapolated. What Joes would survive a zombie apocalypse and who of the group would inevitably be eaten? What Joes would board a Cheyenne-class dropship and find themselves hurtling towards LV-426 on an express elevator to hell, and who would inevitably be eaten, or which Joes and Cobras would match on tender. I often wonder if Dave ever wakes in a cold sweat, remembering having once said that he enjoyed these kinds of questions and wanted to get more of them, and does he regret having made that statement so incautiously in my presence, having now been subjected to my incessant questions and my insistence upon writing in an excessively elaborate and often confounding style? <sighs> I do appreciate, though, the diligence of all of our hosts in making this show for us because I don't think they do it all for the tremendous financial gains. While prep time and technical issues may vary, each episode is prepared with care toward the audience and subject and a Sauron-sized eye toward fun and humor. Congratulations on 100 live streams, and here is to a few hundred more at least now we have not done 100 live streams but this is 100 episodes and good lord mandalorian jedi control <laughs> yourself fellow uh, uh brevity is the soul of wit yorktown joe agree mongoose has good insights he he spent a whole lot of time in the military that's all experience wotaj will there ever be a rank and bass segment <laughs> all right well i'll tell you this right now wotaj, we are making a note <laughs> Uh, for a Christmas episode, good call. 
Uh, Daniel Rod 35, since it's Halloween time, pick a Joe or Cobra and describe their horrific death. Uh, to which I responded, we're looking for favorite moments from Audible Interlude this week for our 100th episode, but save this for next time, which I typed without really thinking about the fact that it is Halloween adjacent. Uh, and then, uh, oopsies, guess I should have read the description. Uh, for me, it was Mission Zero because that's where I first found and liked this podcast. Wow. So, uh, having said that, I do feel like since Halloween is tomorrow, uh, we should pick uh, Joe or Cobra and describe their gruesome and hideous death. I did not prepare for this at all, but I realize we should do it now. I am going to pick Super Trooper. Uh, Super Trooper was deployed to the battlefield as a symbol of Joe's strength, uh, as, as a figurehead, if you will. And he was put out there in this glossy, shiny chrome armor, which unfortunately, over the years, because it was an untested material, has started to oxidize. And particles of that armor have over time been seeping into Super Trooper's system and slowly poisoning him over the years. So Super Trooper has been decaying from the inside for over a decade Finally, madness takes him, and on the battlefield, at a crucial moment in a conflict between G.I. Joe and the Iron Grenadiers, since people seem to love them so much, Super Trooper loses his mind and can no longer determine the difference between friend and foe, turns his chromed-out submachine gun and starts mowing down his fellow G.I. Joes. Rock and roll, horrified at what he's seeing, turns his own massive machine gun on the super trooper. And knowing the impenetrable chrome armor cannot be pierced by bullets, plows a thousand rounds right into super trooper's face, ending the madness and sadness that his life had become. We need an animatic or stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, you guys got anything on that one? Can I don't know if I could top that. So <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to top it. I mean, mine I was just going to involve Crockmaster breaking his leg while on patrol on Cobra Island and just succumbing <laughs> to Fiona and all of her babies being slowly eaten. Solid. I like it. That's good so, stuff. Mine isn't necessarily gory. Uh, Xandar is walking around the terror drome, and obviously, because it's part of his file card, no one sees him. No one notices him. He's like standing right in front of Zartan and Nope, nothing. And he gets this weird, tingly feeling. Kind of like when your your leg falls asleep. And it just starts creeping up his whole body as he continues to televipers. Troops gets on the communication screen 
contacting G.I. Joe, and they're just looking at a blank screen. And that tingly feeling gets stronger and stronger until finally he just fades away into nothing because he didn't exist. I thought this was going to become a Sixth Sense uh, retelling that he's actually been dead the whole time. I thought it was going to be Memoirs of the Invisible Man. (laughs) Or no, not Memoirs. The one with uh, uh, Kevin Bacon. I thought it was going to turn into Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Hollow Hollow Man. Man. Yes. Nope. Lots of ways you could go. Twilight Zone. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What a, what a what a sad bunch of stories we've just told, and what better way to wrap up the 100th episode of Audible Interlude than with massive downers? Sometimes we'll surprise you with the way we do things. <laughs> Wait, Will R. I quick kick dies after his BS victory over Storm Shadow. His feet succumb to frostbite. <laughs> I'm with what you. What was frostbite but... doing with his feet? I mean, he, he should, should be busy driving the snowcat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, You guys, uh, you're once, but syphilis. once again, we have had an incredible time sitting here talking about G.I. Joe. Thank you to Everybody in the chat that joined us, all the listeners who are checking out the audio version this Friday. Our next live stream is next Monday. We're going for five in a row. Noel and Christian, uh, it's been a great time. But before we go, Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do oh so well? You can find me on Flickr and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club that uh, raises money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. Check out thefinestcc.com or the Finest uh, Recruitment Center on Facebook if you're interested in dressing up like your favorite Joe and joining us. And everybody, remember, you've got until midnight tonight for the T Public sale, uh, $16 starting price for all the Audible Interlude gear. Check out Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram and the linked st- or the uh, pinned stories there. We are on X at G.I. Joe Audible. Our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. And until next time, yo, Joe. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.